Okay, tell the truth. Does it hurt your feelings when your family and friends refuse to read what you write? I'm going to talk about this, my personal experience, as well as make some announcements and updates in today's episode. Hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a weekly podcast about living the writing life. I am Sayward Bieler, writer for women, podcaster, and kind of up in the air with the rest of what I am right now. <laughs> and I am super excited that you have joined me again this week. I'm late again. I apologize. So what I, I'm going to go ahead and do kind of updates and announcements first, and I'm just going to let you know that I am going to be on hiatus for the rest of December while I'm trying to help my friend and trying to get back to normal. I'm just not able to keep up with my responsibilities, I guess, or, or my commitments. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to enjoy the holiday. And then I'm going to be back with you in January. I will be back on January the 8th, 2020. Hopefully I'll have a whole new spread of topics to talk about. I am beginning the query process in January, trying to find an agent for my book. So I'm sure to lament a lot about the process of querying and rejections and just researching to find an agent. Today will be a short show because I'm just talking about really something that I went through and I know that a lot of beginning writers go through because I see it a lot on Twitter. <laughs> Almost daily I see posts from writers that they're commenting on their friends and family not reading their work. Recently, there was a writer who was really upset that her husband had read her. He had actually read it, and he was not very kind to her in his critique. But, of course, that's a whole separate thing, because that that goes into, that goes back to the previous episode, where we talked about those critique tips, and that's basically why I don't have a lot of non-writers read my work because they don't really know the etiquette of critique. <laughs> so that isn't to say that we do not appreciate their honest opinion, but sometimes, like I'm a snob with books and narrative. I stopped reading a book last week because the author used the pronoun she too many times on the first page. It just, it gets, it gets to me and I know I'm a snob, and you don't have to tell me. <laughs> Just watch pronouns, people. <laughs> but there are a lot of writers who come on and they say, oh, you know, what kind of support system do you have? My family never reads my work. My spouse never reads my work. And I remember back when I was in my 20s, when I really started considering writing as a career, I used to want my mom and my sister to read everything. And for a while, my sister did read a lot of what I wrote. But then she stopped. 
and my mom never read anything in my 20s. She's read most of my published works now, uh, but when I was beginning, she didn't read my work at all. And actually, I should I should change that. She's read my novel, which I unpublished, so don't try to buy it. <laughs> it was terrible. Don't read it. <laughs> I published it in 2012 when I thought I knew things, and turns out I didn't know things. So it's a whole thing. I had announced earlier this earlier this fall that I was going to re-release that novel, and I still will. I'm re-releasing it under my pseudonym, Kimber Trace, but it probably won't be until 2021 or 2022 when I get that released because I have to focus on the main brand. And that's, that's another thing that I wish I had known when I was 20, said I needed to have a brand. <laughs> so now I'm building my brand, and I have to really focus on the main brand, which is Sayward Bieler, of course. So I see these posts from writers about their support systems and how their spouses or their boyfriends and or girlfriends or their friends of forever just won't read their work. When I comment, I always say the absolute truth. I don't need my family and friends to read my work. Sometimes I ask my husband to read something if it's short because he doesn't read in my genre. And that's the important thing that I think we need to keep in mind. Someone isn't going to start liking a genre just because you write in it and they love you. So you shouldn't expect them to sit down and read a romance if they like horror novels and they never ever read a romance. Just like if you write a horror novel, you shouldn't expect them to sit down and read it if all they read are those sweet romances. It's just not their genre. They don't like it. Some people don't like to be scared either. What I try to say in these responses, not that it matters much, but for me, I just like to pass on the information that you're not writing for your friends and family. You are writing for a broader audience. If you're not writing for a broader audience, then okay, that's fine. If you're only writing for your friends and family and they won't read your work, okay, I get it. I would be very upset too. But as writers, when we're writing and publishing, we're supposed to be writing for a broader audience. We're supposed to be writing for the other 7 billion people in the world. I, I don't know how many of those 7 billion can read. I mean, however many. That's who we're supposed to be writing for, not our mother or our brother or our sister or our father, not our spouse, our girlfriend or boyfriend. We are writing for strangers that we don't know. And they're the ones that we really need to be like, are you guys getting reviews from strangers? Because I'm not, and that sucks. Let's lament about that. Let's talk about reviews from people who don't love us. <laughs> those are the important things because those strangers are the ones who matter. Those are your readers. And eventually they'll the loyal ones will become like a family, I would think. But right now that's the important part. And if you're unpublished, I get it. You need feedback. Well guess what? There are tons of writers out there like me who are just looking to give you feedback who enjoy critique, who enjoy working with other authors, because it really feeds, it feeds my own passion to help another writer. That's why I lead a writing group locally. That's why I do as much as I can for beginning writers. It's because I love helping people with their stories, with their process. 
for me, critique is one of the funnest things about writing. I even enjoy doing it in my MFA program, even though sometimes it's unappreciated. <laughs> so the bottom line is your friends and family don't have to read your work. If they're supporting you in other ways, then why would you expect them to read your work? I get wanting to hear that you're brilliant. When I was 20 years old, I wanted everybody to read my stuff. I wanted my mom and my sister to read my stuff and tell me, wow, this is really great because I, I needed that validation. But I think when you grow as a writer and when you become, get to a certain level of writing, you understand that while it is great to receive validation from the people that you love and who love you, it's more important to receive validation from the readers who are going to be buying your stuff. So that's what I always try to point out whenever I am talking with other writers who are really, really sad or really upset that they're not getting that support that they feel like they need from their family. But support doesn't always come in them reading your work. My son doesn't read my work but he supports me as a writer and he sees me as a writer. My youngest daughter, she used to read everything that I write, but now she's in a place where she doesn't read a lot. So she doesn't read my stuff right now and that's cool. My oldest daughter, she didn't read my stuff, but she read this novel that I've just finished and she, you know, she was very, she's given a lot of praise for it, which was great because I'm sharing something with the people that I love, and they're enjoying it. So I get that. And I get being a young writer, um, like a, a new writer, not, not specifically young in age, but young in skill and craft and experience. I get needing that validation from the people that you love. But quite honestly and quite frankly, they don't owe that to you. And you shouldn't expect them to read your work if, if they don't want to. And just because they don't want to read your work doesn't mean they don't love and support you. It just means they don't want to read your work. And you're going to have to toughen up. Because if that hurts your feelings, that your family doesn't want to read your work, you're going to have a really tough time when it comes to rejections. Because they're hard enough already. But if you if you can't move past the fact that your family doesn't want to read and it's devastating to you. And I understand that there's this whole emotional level. I get that. Because guess what? Like I said, I have been there. I was there for several years before I said, you know what? Forget it. I don't need them to read it. I'm still going to write whatever. This isn't to minimize anybody's feelings. This isn't to negate anyone's feelings. You feel how you feel. And it's very personal when it's our work. It's very personal for me if I'm in a writing group. For example, a few years ago, actually several years ago, in the writing group that I now lead, a woman who was very abrasive and just, oh, she's one of those writers that you just, you see them coming and you just want to run. <laughs> she came to group. She had just been published by, um, well, she was about to be published. She was working with, an, with her editor through the publishing house for this book. So already she thought she was better than everybody else in the group, even though we had 
another writer who had just won a major book prize in the group. This writer talked about how she was struggling with her editor and how she was going back and forth with her editor, refusing to make cuts, which, hello, red flag. So she read her work. We all gave our feedback because that's how this particular writing group works. You read a small selection and people give you a soft critique. It's not an in-depth critique because we don't have the written words in front of us. We just listen. So... After she was finished, then everybody else started to read. And it came to me, and she was rude with mine because, of course, unpublished at the time. And actually, I had published at the time, but I was self-published, so she was being traditionally published. Then came the time for the award-winning author amongst us to... And, and this was an award that she received from a big five publisher. So she reads part of her first chapter. It's brilliant. It's her first chapter of her new mystery. And it was brilliant. And the dialogue was great. And the pacing was great. There were just a couple of little things. And this woman proceeded to just tear her apart just because she needed to... She was just the type of writer that she needs to tear down other people's work in order to keep feeling superior and important. So there I was already feeling some type of way about the way that she had treated me with my critique, with the critique that she gave of my work. And then she does this to this writer. And I, I'd already taken it quite personally, despite trying to be as open as possible. But then she did this to this writer who whose work was far above the work that she had shared with the group. And yet we were still all very kind and supportive and positive. But she was so negative in every critique that she gave that I took personal. So we all take things personally when it comes to our writing because our writing is very personal, right? My writing is very personal to me. Every writer I've met, their writing is very personal to them. So I get, I get it. I get why people need their work to be read by everyone. I get why they need the validation from the people who love them. But I'm here to tell you right now, again, they do not owe it to you. Your friends and family do not owe it to you. Don't write for them. Be happy if they read it. I knew when my mom said, I read your book. I was like, really? <laughs> you? What? Are you sure it was my book? <laughs> she said, yeah, I read it. And I was like, okay, what did you think? And she said, it was good. It wasn't hot enough. This is something you never want to hear from your mother. It wasn't hot enough. At least I don't want to hear it from my mom. You might want to, but I don't want to. So it was... A humorous moment and it was also nice it was appreciated because so many years I had wanted her to read my work and she didn't but it was a nice moment so I get it I get why people want their friends and family to do it because that validation does feel nice but if we write for validation from our families we're not going to get anywhere and I'm telling you, I'm reading every day 
on this publishing and writing world, and I'm becoming overwhelmed by the sheer number of people I am up against. And I know it's not cool for us to think of one another as competition, but the sad and hard truth of the matter is we are competition. Yes, there are plenty of readers out there just clamoring for new things to read, but there aren't a ton of publishers. There aren't a ton of agents. And even if you go the self-publishing route, you have people who are putting out books once a month, which I will talk about in an upcoming podcast episode because I hate it. I hate rapid release publishing. It is killing it for the rest of the writing community. I get people want to quit their day jobs. I wanted to quit my day job for eight years. I get it. But this rapid release publishing that we're now all settling into is screwing people up. But I won't complain about that today (laughs) because I promised not to make it a super long episode. But it seems like it's a regular sized episode. So my apologies for the little lie up front. And in uh, in my defense, I really didn't anticipate going on this long. (laughs) Because I mean, how simple is it to say your friends and family don't owe you anything as far as reading your work. They don't. It's tough to swallow. It's hard to deal with for a while once you decide that you don't need them to read your work, but it will make you happier as a writer if you stop expecting people to read your work. People that love you, people that you love, stop expecting your family and your friends to read your work. A few years ago, I wrote this story in the garden I loved the story. It was my first widow story I'd written. Now I've written about four or five more. But I wrote this widow story, and I had a professor who I admired very much. And I knew that this professor had friends who were in the literary world. Now, I know what you're thinking. I didn't want this professor to give my name to anybody. I just really valued their opinion. So I said, hi, And I don't normally do this. I don't normally reach out to people and and ask them for favors. But I reached out to this professor, this former professor, and I said, Hey, I wrote this story that I'm really proud of. Will you read it and let me know what you think? And this professor said, Sure. I have my term finishing up soon. I'll give it a read. It'll be the perfect thing to start my summer with. I contacted the professor toward the end of the summer and I just said, hey, how are you? Did you have a chance to read that story yet? And they told me that they were just very sick over the summer. They were still recovering and they hadn't had a chance to read it. I said, okay, no problem. Thank you for, you know, considering. That professor never read the story and it hurt my feelings, I guess. I thought, I I actually don't know what I thought. I was just hopeful that I could get this professor's honest opinion about this story. Ultimately, I'm glad that they didn't read it because it is what it is. It's a good story, but I didn't want them to feel pressured to give me a good, good feedback. And what if they did read it and they hated it and they just told me they didn't read it because... They hated it, and they didn't want to hurt my feelings. So I think that when we ask people who we admire, who we respect, who we love to read our work, we're actually opening ourselves up to a lot more hurt than having strangers read it. 
because if a stranger reads it and they hate it, like me, I stopped reading a book last week because the author used too many pronouns. Do you think that author is going to care that Sayward Eller in Little Hodunk, North Carolina didn't finish their book? Probably not. But maybe if mom had read that book and couldn't get past the first page, that might have been a lot, a lot harder to swallow. So basically what I'm trying to say with this podcast, maybe not so eloquently, is don't put so much pressure on yourself. Don't put so much pressure on your family and friends. They love you. If they're supporting you in other ways, they don't have to read your work. And even if they're not supporting you in other ways, they still don't have to read your work. And I'm telling you, I was happier when I figured out that they don't have to read my work. I'm super happy that they have at this point the pieces that they have read, but they don't have to read them. I'm going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm going to be on a hiatus while I try to get my life back together. I'll be back January 7th, 2020. And I'll be on a whole new part of this adventure because I'll be querying and trying to get an agent for my novel that I just completed and I'm almost finished editing. If you want to keep up with me between now and January 7th, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Eller. You can also find this podcast on Twitter at WritingThingPod. I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, and I hope you keep writing. See ya!